episode number 59. Welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you were attempting the, the Chariots of Fire on the Friday night at the Beach 10K here. Good evening, Kyle. Yeah, I was. I was down, I was in racing action last week, Beach the Metro Abdin Beach 10K, which we've talked about. So, I was in action, a few TRS friends were in action, so we'll look forward to talking about that. And you were in also racing action on the weekend. You were, you were, you well, let's be honest. You ditched me. You you uh you stood me up. I ditched you for bigger and better things, Tom. Oh, you, well, what, you you ditched me for shorter things. Bigger and okay, bigger and shorter things then. So let, listeners will, listeners will testify to the fact that we had an agreement last week to meet up and go for a big manly long running on Ben Rennes in the hills. In in my defence, Tom. I'm sure we said Saturday or Sunday, so I was expecting a message on Saturday morning and no no reply from Tommy. Sunday, Saturday night, I'm in my bed. You fancy I run on Sunday morning at Ben Rennes? I'm like, Jesus. Oh, man, I've made, I've kind of made half plans, but to be honest, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I ditched you because uh, I did the bigger one of the the big races of the calendar, the Dunny Deer Hill race. It's part of the the Strawberry Fair and the the big tiny inch, uh, just a, a few miles from my home. Uh, Kraken wee races. The the first time I did it was about I think it was about eight years ago, and it was it's in the it it, it start it starts just outside the 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 town's health centre. <laughs> so it's just a it's a weird start. And uh, yes, it's got like lots of cakes, bric-a-brac, and uh, there was even a wee, a wee uh, accordion playing. There's a pipe band, you name it. There was uh, strawberries and cream. Um, it was, it was great. So that was a few years ago. Now, rewind, rewinding forward. Fast forward. Fa- yeah, fast forward, not rewinding forward. Doesn't make any sense. Does it? <laughs> What's that in the present? I suppose. Um, so, uh, the so there's like another field in this. It's got a Pim's tent. It's a Pim's tent. There's a beer fancy. tent. It's like candy floss. There's a burger van. You name it. It's massive. The whole town inch comes along and celebrates uh, the day. And it was it was quite a humid day as well. You know. No wonder you ditched so, me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping to try and entice you to come along, but I mean, to be honest, you do have to spend time with Fiona since she's been away for a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so that was good. So I ended up doing that and. Um, yeah, like I said, it's called the Duddy Deer Hill Race. So it's an eight-kilometer hill race. Um, to be honest, it's quite a fast race. I mean, it's not a big hill. I mean, it's uh, but the first sort of two miles, you're you're already at the, the top. So the first miles on the road, and then it just slowly cracks up. But it's a whoever steepness, you know, gradient to get up there, and you just feel it in your legs, and you're like, oh my god. And there's me thinking, I've got to do like a big 100k mountain race, and if I can't get up this wee hill, how the hell am I going to manage 100k? But <laughs> the difference being is when you run a long way up and down hills, you're not going through like you're not redlining it. Whereas in a race like that, you are absolutely redlining it because once you get to the top, you just let your legs roll all the way down to the bottom. Mm. Um, but I think I might have mentioned it, you know, a, a few episodes ago. This is a hill that I got chased by cows with, you know. Um, so they, they, the cows and the bulls are starting to charge again, once again. But I'm thinking, these cows must be, you know, the the the, the, the great you know, the great granddaughters and, and uh, grandchildren 
of the the cows that chased me in the past. So they've still got that mentality. And I, and I was in a Forest Harrier vest, uh, which is a red coloured vest. And now I'm in the the good old bump, the, the metro colours, the yellow and black, and they're still chasing me. So, Did they? Uh, <laughs> aye, aye. But they weren't that bad. They weren't as bad as the previous ones. But anyway, I got I, I took the win, Tom, and um, and what, one of the things that's uh, uh, new, it's a memorial trophy for Neil Jaffrey, as yeah. as we quite rightly know who um, is tragically killed in that a cycling accident a few years ago, and he was a metro Aberdeen member. So it was really nice and really uh, touching to get the the trophy uh from from neil's mum and dad um right. and yeah it was just a big trophy and uh and i got some punk ipa as well to to go to go with it too so it was uh that was a great wee day out uh debbie stayed at home so it was just me myself and i but i met a few of the metro boys and saw that, yeah. some of the other local club member uh local members of various clubs so yeah, it's definitely a, a race to do in next year tom and uh see if you can see if you can uh beat my time Tell you what, there was so many races this weekend, you know, you had, we'll go through them later on, but just as a local runner, you've got Beach 10k Friday, there was St Cyrus on Sunday, there was Fraserburgh 10k on Sunday, there was Dunny Deer Hill Race on Sunday, there was the Brewdog Run on Saturday, and I know folk who did all three. Would you? Big weekend. Right, yeah, and that, and that was in the northeast. I mean, you, you know, oh, you talk about the, yeah, the whole of Scotland, you've got the... The Durris Deer Hill Race, you've got the Strathairn Marathon, the best marathon in the world, from what I hear. Ruin the Tune, 10k as well, uh, the Devil's Foot Half Marathon. You've also got all your park runs as well, Tom. Of course, of course. You name it. And you've so, also got international races, World Trail Champs, you've got the, the Comrades Marathon. Uh, busy time. Oof. Yeah, so well, before, what we're going to say, though. Before is, we go, uh, well, one you go. We'll go. Before we go on the results end, so we've got. We've we've got a lot coming up this week. So you're racing this weekend. You've got you raced last weekend. You're you're tune up for your tune up. You're tuning up this weekend for the UTMB with the Mozart Hundred. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We've got loads of racing action as we just talked about, and you and I have both been in action as well. So you've already given us a wee bit of a flavour of your race, and I see you're sipping away on a cheeky little punky IPA now, celebrating your prize giving. Uh, How I is the rest? About that. How is the rest of your week? What else are you up to? Two weeks out what, from what a you, big race. You look like you're sip, sipping a wee Metro uh, branded tinny there. What's I that am, one? I'm on a, tonight I'm on a Brewdog Pulp Patriot, which is a, a, a nice wee yellow and black livery on the on the can. It's really nice, actually. It's a sort of it's a double double IPA, sort of raspberry type flavour to it, but a zing, fair zing to it. Is that a is that an alcohol free kind of job or is it's, it? It's a nine and a half percent. Jeez, Tom, you, it's we're a gonna have to cut Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to definitely have to cut this one short tonight. Holy moly! Hope Fiona's not in. Aye, Tom, that's what you, that's what you, that, that's what you call a Monday night beer. A tough day at work on Monday. <laughs> well, you you did say that you you were running late and yeah. people were holding you back, but. What can you do, Tom? You're, you you're, do? you're on the hot seat now, so uh, I'm uh, lucky that I've sat down and Kyle's prepared a full set of notes for the the episode tonight. So, well, we might have to cut the notes short. So we might have to, you know, less rambling tonight. I mean, I'm away on Wednesday, so I want to. I better spend time with the wife before she. Uh, hopefully, she doesn't pop into labour this weekend while I'm away. That'll be a. That'll that be would an be. Tragedy. That. Well, Jeez, oh. in, in the spirit of cracking on, then. So last week was two weeks out from the. The race this weekend. What was your training like, and what what was that? 
what was the plan based on knowing that you've got this race coming up good question tom uh so again just a, a fairly steady stable week of training um i don't think all my sessions on strava yet but no I, i've been i've been hooning and hawing with, with not hooning and hawing i've been jumping with uh using my my iphone app and running with my phone and uh, using my my uh, Cinto watch, using Debbie's Cinto watch. So a lot of the what a lot of the sessions actually. If you follow Debbie, my wife Greg, on Strava, you'll probably get most of my uh, sessions on her <laughs> Strava. Because when I walk into the house, they automatically upload. Um, so I think the Danny Deer Hill race, Debbie Debbie won the the Danny Deer Hill race rather than I me. Aye. So course record. I've got to. I mean, I just. You know what it's like. You know, I, I'm I'm one. I I want. I just get out and run, and I don't really, I don't really bother Mars copying files and putting them in my Strava. I know I should, and and it's definitely good to reflect back on your your training. So what I've been looking at, Tom, is the last kind of year and what I was, where I was this time last year, and what I was doing, and and kind of replicating that. But I think what what I find differently. Or, in comparison to last year's, I've been doing a lot more hills and trails and elevation this year in the lead up to Mozart, um, and I think that's going to hopefully stand me in really good stead for for the race this weekend and and certainly for the UTMB in the next couple of twelve weeks, I suppose. Um, so I'm, I've I've been having a little bit of issues with my hips still, but my left hip, but it's, I've been kind of managing it and trying to strengthen it. Um, and I think it's I'm going in the the right the right path. Um, so so yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to yeah get get a good I think about 80, 85 miles last week. Um, this week it'll be a, a little bit less because I've got I've got to kind of taper down for um, the Mozart race on Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with how things are going, Tom. And yeah, just looking to 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 crack on and have a good race on Saturday. So did you get a long run last week, although, or did you just have the hill races sort of tune up? Last I was thing? going to do a long run, but I kind of did a bit of a double on Saturday and uh, a bit of a longer one on Saturday, and then Sunday I did about in the ten miles. So not not hugely long. I'm not I'm not overly fast on doing a long run. Uh, I've been. I think one of the big things for me this year is I think maybe I was faster last year in terms of raw speed. But this year I've been a lot more consistent with my training. Um, I've been doing a lot more long, slow runs and uh, a bit more hills. Whereas last year I was maybe doing a bit more speed work. And so it'll be interesting. I think I'm going to be going in with a little bit of a different um, mentality for for this for the Mozart 100k. I think last year I was I was I was very strong in terms of raw speed in the flat sections some of the runnable sections. Um, but this year, what I want, well, for this race on Saturday, I want to be a bit more conserve, conservative when it comes to the first section of the race, which is fairly runnable again, and really try and uh, work hard and finish strong in the, the, the second half of the, the 100K, uh, which is a bit more mountainous, Tom. Okay. And uh, and that's maybe where my poles are going to come into play. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the other things, difference, one of the other differences not about my training, but the actual course profile is going to be 400 metres extra elevation. So it's, I think it hits around about 5,000 metres of climb, which, okay. is a, which is a good amount, really. It's you know, for 100k, yeah. it's, uh, 
it's, it, in terms of the time I'll be out, it's going to be about 12 hours, 11, 12 hours. So it's about almost half, exactly half the distance that I'll be uh, out for when it comes to the UTMB. Um, so yeah, look, really looking forward to it. You know, I'm, I don't, I don't know how. I've, I was trying to kind of see the the elite list for the Mozart race, and there's some quick guys there. Uh, I think I mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago a guy called Pau Capel. So he's the he was the winner of the Ultra Trail World Tour Series last year. So he's running, um, but he did a race this weekend actually. He did a 50k in Tenerife. So I'm hoping he's uh, he's absolutely goosed from that, but. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what what, what he's what, how he's doing, and as a as a qu- fairly quick Japanese runner who's who's coming coming over. A um, couple of guys from uh, oh God knows different countries, I suppose. Um, ah, can't know, Taiwan maybe. I don't know. Um, who knows? Some somewhere somewhere exotic like that. <laughs> so he's. Uh, but anyway, I've done my Google and I've done my stalking, but at the end of the day. The thing about ultra running, there's compared to maybe five k's and ten k's, you have to run your own race. Yeah, you know, there's nothing. When it comes to hundred k in the hills, it's going to be temperature wise, it's like thirty degrees Celsius. Uh, I think there's potential of thunderstorms, but I mean, do you know what? It's just run your own race, run pace myself, make sure I'm fueling, and whatever happens to everyone else will happen to them, regardless of where I am in the field. Um, now I remember getting to halfway last year, and I was in the lead, and I, I think that's, I think that comes firstly thank thanks to the the two two or three people who went the wrong way for half a mile or so. Uh, that kind of helped. So you, you know, you just never know what's going to happen in these races. Absolutely. But, uh, I was fourth last year, so it'd be good to try and improve on that this year. But um, you just again, just depends on how how I run and how everyone else runs. And, you know what? You should keep uh, in mind though. You're talking you're talking about all these names and people. You're googling people. People will be googling you and they'll see you on the start line and they'll be scared because they're going to think this boy was what were you fourth last year? Fourth, yeah. Fourth, they're going to say, Calgary, he was fourth last year. He's a he he knows what he's doing and he's back. So he's run the he's run the course. Okay, it's slightly different, but he's run the bulk of the course. He wouldn't be coming back if he's not in shape, and if they're in the know, they'll know you're on the UTMB this year. So you're not, you're obviously clearly in a training block. So I think you, uh, you should go in confident, as you say. If you run your own race, I think you've got uh, the rest will take care of itself, and hopefully it yields a really good result for you. Thanks, Coach Tom. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'd say. Do you know, guys, Titan running short listeners, all you have to do is listen to Tom's motivational speech, and honestly. Just give him a call, you know, give him a FaceTime, <laughs> and he'll sort you out. Honestly, like there's there's nothing, there's nobody more positive than Tommy. That's for sure. That's a, why he's that's why he's the team captain. The Met Rab Dean. He's, <laughs> he's he's got the he's got the gift of the gab. But yeah, you, I think you're right. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, he's speaking at his arse right now. He's saying I'm 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 running well. Not now. Nah. I, I I must Rubbish say you I, are. I, am, I I you know I am feeling good. I'm 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 not feeling. Like I said, I'm not feeling fast, fast, but for when it when it comes to 12-hour races and 11-hour races, you don't need to be running a sub-five-minute miles. You, exactly. You, don't need, you just Forget need to be, it. yeah, just enjoying it and, and pacing yourself. And uh, but no, I, you know, I think yeah. Cheers for the advice. You're the, you're, the, uh, you're, the, you're the you're the bronze medalist at the British 100K champs, which is less than two months old. You're in you're in shape. You're in form. You've got the, you know, you, that doesn't happen by accident. You know, you should you should be confident. We're confident in you. 
team tar- TRS are, are behind you. Run your Thank own you. race. It'll take care of itself. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to the... the uh, uh, what I was going to show you, folks, is... Uh, I can't show you because I'm on a, I'm on a podcast. Um, but there's live shacking somewhere. Um, oh, excellent. But I'll, I'll, oh, here we go. What's it say? Uh, it's called... If, if anyone does want to track me, for, you, you can download the app. It's called Race Map. Uh, for the live tracking, you can get on the uh, iOS and I- I- Android um, stores. So there you go. Live you, track, is it you say? It's it's called Race Map. R A R A C E M A P. There you go. Downloading so, that in real time. Wants, yeah, if anyone wants to track me, you can. Just uh, I'm not. I, I will have my phone on me, so if I'm going the wrong way, give me a shout, will you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. The, the, the other good thing is, is um, I've just checked as well. There's a GPX uh, of the route, so I'll have my my suitable watch, and I'll be able to upload the route in the event that I I potentially do go the wrong way. Uh, it'll tell me that I'm going the wrong way, so so that's good. Um, oh, cool. But the race starts at uh, 5 a.m. I think it's uh, 4 a.m. G- UK time on the Saturday, the 15th of June. Um, so yeah, yeah, get yourselves re- up, up and ready for that if, if you are keen beans. And what what better way to do it than listen to TRS and and have live tracking ready to go at four a.m. and and your Saturday morning early run. So talk me through the plan. So you've got it's the race starts at five a.m. Five a.m. So what what is you're going to be? What time are you going to get up? What time are you going to eat breakfast? I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. Uh, there's a hotel, and I think breakfast is from 3 a.m. So, like we mentioned before, Tom, we'll, we'll bring our, we'll bring my, I'll bring my porridge with me and uh, my peanut butter, and uh, I'm not going to bring a, a kettle, a portable kettle, because I haven't got one unless Tommy I'm, gives me a, a lend of his one. You're, you're welcome to borrow ours. I'm going to get you a portable kettle for your Christmas. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> one thing, one thing I do potentially need to get is and i've left this really last minute and i i, I kind of need a slap in the wrist for this one is my robin hood pole bag oh, shit, i haven't got yeah. my robin hood pole bag so i might have to put like a fanny pack uh, and stick my poles in that or something i don't know what, what i'm going to do in that respect uh but there is i think there's a way that you can connect your poles onto your my rucksack so i might just try and practice in the next couple of days with that and or i can get next day delivery and, and try and get one in time uh so that's a bit of that's a bit of a, a slap in the wrist for me not being prepped but i have been preparing my my kit um, that's the thing about these races it's not just about going there and doing a 10k and um, i'm no disrespect to 10k roadrunners but you've got to think about your nutrition you've got to think about nutrition within your nutrition you know before during and after uh, certainly before I think that's taken care of with uh, the breakfast at the hotel uh, but your own specific breakfast that you're going to have every mm-hmm. n- naturally during the when when it comes to an, you know an, a normal race that you're so going to do what's the plan during the race then what's your your nutrition plan for the the 12 hours or 100k whatever you're out for so I've got my uh, my soft flask bottles, which are great for just topping up. Um, I've got some. I've still got about twenty odd Morton gels kicking about in my house, so I'm gonna have to use them up. But yeah. I've only got hand luggage, so I can only take about a hundred mil of, of of of. I can't take that much liquid. You're you're uh, you're limited when it comes to how much you can put in them small plastic bags. Um, 
But the the good thing is it's it's a fairly detailed um, list of nutrition on the course, and it's fairly regular as well throughout the hundred k. Um, so there's lots of gels and lots of uh, you know uh, energy drinks as well, um, Coke and things like that. So I think I'll be fairly well kitted out when it comes to to on the you know on on the race day. The, the on the day kind of nutrition at the the stops so that so that'll be good um obviously the what i'll be wearing uh, it's going to be really warm so i'm going to probably put a hat on uh get a, a cheeky wee white cap as as tommy's got although mine's blue but uh, what can you do i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll all the yeah, get, get a cap get my get my salmon shoes on i've got a new pair sitting in the in my shoe box there which are the the s lab ultra ones um so i'll probably put them on ultra pro ones uh i've got a pair i'm wearing at the moment they feel really good but the, what i find that with those shoes is i don't get any blisters i've never had a blister in them so they're they're, they're going to be i think they'll and they've got a good bit of cushioning under them um and they're not too low profile you know like some shoes you get a really low profile they're like four mil drops and yeah. i think these ones are maybe between eight and ten mil drops so when it comes to doing a tech, 100k, you don't want to have a zero mil drop shoe because you know, I find my, my calves and my Achilles just get shot. So, mm-hmm. um, And there's a good bit of, you know, it's not too aggressive, the sole underneath. Um, so hopefully, and it's, you know, it's fairly runnable, most of it. It's going to be fairly dry packed, hard packed trails. Uh, so there's going to be no risk of, of slipping, I don't think. Um, and yeah, just, yeah, so I think I'm already, already in terms of kit, in terms of nutrition. Uh, and uh, and yeah, in terms of training, I th- you know it's just really about just dropping the miles down a little bit. So you know, if you take away all the running I do in the run up to the Mozart race, um, it, it's 60 miles on 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 the Saturday I'll be doing. So I don't want to be doing too much on the in the run up. So I'll be maybe doing a couple more. I'll do a double session today, tomorrow, Tuesday. I'll do a double session. Uh, Wednesday travel um, thir- well travel to Edinburgh stay at Matt, Matt my friend Matt's and uh, travel on the Thursday morning I get to the get to Salzburg Thursday evening um, and Friday register meet the t- meet the rest of the guys and uh, and then just chill out for it in the city of Salzburg by my, me myself and I Tom because Debbie can't she can't she can't fly because of her the, the number of weeks she's pregnant I think the I think you're it will probably be good. You can just chill out, not worry about anything. Put your headphones in, just really get your head in the right place. That'll be good for you. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe uh maybe a, a cheeky little a cheeky little call, a, a little motivational chat from Tommy the night yes. before the race. Would be yes. Fantastic. Let's do that yeah. on Friday. That would be really cool. Yeah. So it's anyway, so, it's, anyway it's all shaping up. I'm looking at the course map so. here. Looks really good. Really exciting. I'm laughing at the fact that the aid stations in German seemed, or I assume it's German, one word is Lab Station, but I thought it said Babe Station. Oh, yeah, that would be a good day. <laughs> that would be a totally Just different type water, of the, the, treat around the course. They've got all the water sponges ready to just throw all over you. Oh. So there, imagine, there's a marketing opportunity. One of these races you get the Babe Station to sponsor <laughs> sponsor the, 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 the aids. Cool, uh, well, that's really that good. That could be for a TRS marathon, then, eh? Yes. How's yeah. that say? And that yeah. TR, a TRS Ultra, yeah, that's uh, that would be good. Anyway, yeah. well, brilliant, mate. Really exciting. It's uh, I, I can't wait to hear all about it next week now. 
Well, I feel like I've rambled on for about 20 minutes, so there goes the, the hour mark. Um, but uh, but no, I think I've got a lot to say about it because, you know, it's a long way it's a to run. Uh, How much kit do you take with you? So what, what will you have in your in your race vest when you're running? Well... And what, okay. do you, what do you have to take, I guess, is the other part of that? Well, I mean, I'm only going to have hand luggage, so I can't take a huge amount of kit. Hence why nutrition, you know, I have to take a few gels, not probably enough to... To keep me going for the first, uh, you know, few miles or so, um, and then yeah, I'm not going to take that much. It's quite warm. Uh, I'll have to take my poles, um, my soft flasks. You've got to take waterproof kit as well, so waterproof trousers and jacket, uh, a base layer, and it, it can't just be any base layer. It has to be uh, merino. So the reason this is one of the mistakes I made at Tarawira Ultra in New Zealand, I didn't have a uh, merino type base layer. I only had uh, like a polyester base layer, which is okay. It's it's moisture wicking. But what happens when you when you stop? You can get really cold, and it won't like the the sweat which is in the the, the material make you really cold, and you can potentially get like hypothermia if it's a cold day. And obviously okay. when you when you've you've got not that much energy left, you get colder quicker. Um, so one of the things I did in New Zealand, I was running about the shops like twenty half an hour before the the registration closed because you had to do like a kit check so i found a merino base layer in the supermarket i couldn't find anything at all and then i went to the underwear aisle and there they were there was this base layer pajamas the pajama top and it was merino so that was perfect for um for for the the tarawira ultra i did and obviously got to to race um (laughs) so one thing to bear in mind folks is i'm sure people do this but um, really make sure that you understand exactly what the kit requirements are um, and also have a little bit more in case they change the kit requirements closer to the race dependent on weather and things like that so also you have to have a mobile phone you've got to take with you in this oh, race okay. you um, mentioned that last week yeah, yeah. Want your wee one. exactly so I've got that ready to go and it's fully charged and sim card ready um, so there's a lot of little things you've got to remember. You've got to have a whistle. Sometimes in these races, you've got to have a compass. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, some people tend to have a race, mainly with these ones, a race vest. I mean, you can have like a big bum bag, but usually it's uh, for this type of race, it's probably you probably won't fit everything in. And with a bum bag, you've only got one compartment, whereas in, with a race vest, you've got a number of different compartments. So one of the other things that was really helpful last year because of the heat was uh, zero tablets as well, oh, um, yeah. salt tablets. So I don't know, remember when we had Damien Hall on the show, and, and uh, I mean, he was second uh, at Mozart last year and a few minutes just ahead of me. And one of the things that he he ended up completely going in the last 5K of the race, and he, he said he was that dehydrated. One of the guys, Trailbeard, remember Trailbeard? Yes, I do, yeah. So Trailbeard offered Damien a, a zero tablet or a salt tablet. And that sorted him out. He said if it wasn't for that salt tablet, he he probably would have he, he would have probably blew up even even more than he did. Um, and then and then Kyle they got the the, the bronze hopefully. But <laughs> damn so, trail uh, beard, damn trail beard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So, uh, so yeah, I don't think Damien or Trailbeard's doing it this year, and um, you know, so it's a little bit more wide open. But that Pau Capel boy's doing it. But like I say, I'm just going to run my own race and see what happens. But I think in terms of kit and, and equipment, it, one of the things I've learned in the last couple of years about ultras, you do learn a lot from what you need to bring. And when you do it a couple of times, you do get a lot more confidence when you go to these races. And I think coming into a year later and uh, all the things that I've learned from the last ultras I've been doing, including the the good old World's Way 80 miler. <laughs> um, no, it's amazing what you can learn. And something I've definitely improved on this year is, is running downhill faster. Um, and uh, I don't think I re- realised how much uh, how much uh, you can really uh, improve when you run downhill fast, which can aid the when it comes to running on the flat after a long downhill, how much that can help your, your flat running too. Um, just because of all the braking. So if you're not accustomed to running downhill in these races, you tend to brake more. Um, whereas when it comes to training and doing that, you'll be more economical when it comes to doing the ultra and you, you don't brake as much because you're used to it more. Um, which, which in, 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 in a sense, will, will hopefully, uh, mean that you're, you're going to be able to run for longer without as much fatigue and damage in your quads so uh so yeah anyway i think i've rambled on enough tom and uh but yeah that's a flavor for the race this saturday and we'll see what happens it's no it's all it's all really interesting it's uh it's, it's a world that i certainly don't i'm not in the, you know i'm not lining up at all just so it's all new to me i mean i was thinking to myself you know do you well, i mean what's the weather like as well that must factor into it have you had, do you know what the weather's forecasted to be like I think when I last checked, it was 30 degrees Celsius uh, during Ucha. the day. Ucha. Yes, it's going to be. But one of the other things... Oh, you're going to slap is... some cream on that heat of yours. Oh, I'll need, to, I'll need to do that. I mean, that big, shiny heat I've got. Uh, are you going sh- to sh- get the bick out as well and get go race racing weight for the haircut as well? Oh, oh definitely. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will do. The Rico. <laughs> yeah, the Rico effect. Yeah, the upside down face. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Uh, the the Scottish trail beard that's what they'll call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one, what I was going to mention, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be a, a really hot day, and um, but yeah, I think I've been going in the sauna at, at our at Have Aberdeen you? Sports okay, Village cool. and doing doing that because I recognise last year was really warm, and I think that's a big plus for for where I where you know where I work is I've got a sauna in my my workplace so. Utilize it, you know. Sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna go for a run, but what I'll do is I'll just sit in the sauna for 20 minutes. And there's a lot of studies suggesting there's two, two, you know, there's a, a couple of benefits in terms of, you know, some of the physiological changes that happen at altitude you can potentially get from in, in the sauna training, uh, two or three times a week. And, and secondly, being more heat acclimatized too uh, is in terms of you know, less sweat, uh, reduce reduction in the sweat rate, uh, which can, can occur when you, you do a lot of sauna training, I believe. So, yeah, so I think, you know, I'm, I haven't been going that often, but I've been, well, I say that often, two or three times a week, maybe 15, 20 minutes uh, for the last sort of four or five weeks. So we'll, we'll see if that helps. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's a good learning curve. I'm good, you know, I, 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 like I say, I want to do well, but, there's there's elements that I'm if I don't come away from this race and not learn anything then you know I don't even know why I'm going so that's um, the main thing it's a tuna you know it's it's just, this is it's essential okay you're going to compete because you're a competitor on your top end but this is essentially 
the half before a marathon you're tuning up for the UTMB yeah. here and yeah. you know you, I know we okay we take the piss out of you all the time for hard moors you must have learned more hard moors than you learn at any race in the last couple of years in terms of ultras oh definitely yeah you're, you're right I mean oh, I, I some I, I mean there's I, I'm not going to name names but somebody somebody who I'm, I'm I'm not a huge fan of to be honest and he's not even a runner but someone who I don't get on with at all he said something and it was it was very judgmental and critical. But what he said to me was, oh, you know, sharing what you what you said about Hardmoor. And I was just like, you know what? Like, F you, mate. Not even makes you. It isn't a mate at all. Was it's, he on the, uh, what, based on what you said in the podcast? It wasn't on. I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I shared my story to okay, yeah. this person. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe not even to him directly. But what he saw in terms of that result, he was like, well, that's that's a fail. And it's not a, you know, it's not, if, a it's not a fail. Exactly. Like, if, honestly, anyone who, fa- nobody fails in races. If and it, You should never be down when it comes to a race that you do or how well you perform. Learn from that and you'll bounce back Absolutely. tenfold. Um, Absolutely. And, and, and the guy who did say that, he was, he was trying to hit a nerve. But I just, I was just like, if I, I'm so glad I failed so dramatically in that race. If I didn't fail dramatically in that race, when it came to something that I put all my eggs in one basket for the whole year and I never, and I just kept on doing what I thought was right and then it ended up not being right, then that's, or even doing that race and failing but not learning from those, you know, those things that I maybe didn't do or didn't do right. Um, But yeah, anything in life, you should never feel down about it. Just learn from it. and, um, and, and, And I think when it does come to, even when you do a really, when you have a really good race, just think about right. Or what do you learn from how, it? Yeah. What do you learn from that race? What can you do better? And uh, never just think it's just a bad race is where you're gonna learn from. But uh, you, you definitely learn more when you have a, a bad race, and and that's gonna bounce. That's gonna make you ten times better an athlete if you learn from those mistakes and. Uh, and that can be the way you race, the way you paced, what you had in terms of nutrition on the time. Uh, it could be your training. It could be the lack of training. It could be you maybe didn't do enough elevation. You maybe didn't replicate the conditions when it came to the race. So many factors that you've got to remember when it comes to uh, racing and, and how to improve on those. So anyway, that's my little coaching advice for you folks. I, uh, I completely agree. Yeah. And you know, that's one thing. I've got a wee book that I write on my training in. And after any race, and I occasionally say this on the podcast, yeah. after any race, I always write down three takeaways. Yeah. Oh, Every single yeah, race. Yeah. What are my three takeaways? And I've got no problem. In fact, when we talk about the Beach 10K, I'll share them for that. Every race, three takeaways, good or bad, doesn't matter. Because I think you're right. You, there's no point... Your goal race is there for a goal, and even if you don't make it, it's all—it's a stepping stone towards future goals. I think you're absolutely right. So, I think it's a great, great. And whoever whoever said you failed is a moron, to be quite honest. Absolute moron. Thank you, Tom. I don't yeah. know anyone. I don't know how you can, how anyone who can call someone who's just completed 80 miles a failure. Well, that's the thing. I wasn't a failure. In my head, I was like, I've just. If it wasn't you were there for, for me, the points. Yeah, the if points it wasn't for me, you succeeded. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said to him. Uh, well, that's what I said indirectly to him. Um, because I didn't hear from it, but uh, yeah, it was it was like well, no, I got all I wanted to do was to complete the race. I just had to as long as I'm within the cutoff time and my name's on that sheet. That's me in the in the UTMB. 
And, uh, and, 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 you know, an elite level runner in the UTMB. It wasn't just like, in, which, you know, I'm really thankful for that. I've got that opportunity to do it. And it was, it was a ball ache to do because I was, you know, a nine hour marathon doesn't come, isn't, isn't easy to do when you, in, you, your wife's walking next to you for like a few minutes and she's getting hyperthermic because my walking pace is so slow. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, for me, it was a success, but, there was also an element of uh, a lot that I need to learn from and, and to improve when it comes to the UTMB. So anyway, so right, so we we kind of talked about your race. So I want you to open up about how your how your 10k Chariots of Fire style uh, on Friday night happened. Tell us all about it. Well, so I was, do you know, I was going to open up and I was going to start with telling you how my week was before that, but I'm not going to because I don't want to set. This is there's no. The race is the race. Doesn't matter what happened. In the yeah, to I it. mean, you, you ran, you ran, you, you ran here and there last week, and you're doing the usual, the usual, the, the usual bimbles up and down hills, no doubt. So true, yeah. Yeah, and remember, before you tell, I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are and how your race went on Friday night, but remember, you're a hill runner now, Tom. You know, none <laughs> of this flat stuff here. You're up and down the hills these days. So we've, uh, but yeah, tell us about how how it went. So what was what place were you in? What was your time? So I think I was I was sixth or seventh. I can't. I'm not actually sure. Four, one, two, three, four. I think it was maybe yeah, seventh, seventh. Anyway, the time. So going into it, flat ten k, and at the start of the weekend, I'm the, I'd undenied about doing it, and I hadn't actually ended till Tuesday. And I thought to myself, that's a club race, I'm definitely going to do it. And I entered it, and I saw this is the Metro Aberdeen Beach to get Beach ten k, formerly the running shop 10k and formerly something else before that and then on during the week on facebook i saw that because i'm an admin on the metro Aberdeen facebook page and i saw a notification that peter mcculgan had commented on something about the race and peter mcculgan you know former i think he was an irish steeplechaser and also a strong uh strong you know distance runner his own right he holds the course record which is low 29s for that course also, uh, Eilish's dad, yeah? Yeah, well, yeah. true, but I, I wanted to give him his... He's, he's famous is it, in his, his own, own right, is what I'm looking right, for. Yeah. He's yeah. not Kenny Wilson's brother, that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm joking, James. Pure anyway, James. so I um, so I went... Anyway, I saw he commented with a, a picture of him battling against a few boys like Fraser Klein and, and that sort of era, and then Fraser commented on another photo, and I thought, actually, do you know what? This race is actually... As much as it's not really billed so highly, it's got a bit of prestige to it and a bit of history. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, this is, I'm a club runner. More importantly, I'm the men's captain of the Metro Aberdeen. I need to turn out and, and go for it. So I turned out and I went into it. And during the day, I was thinking, do you know what, my 10 KPB is 33.58. I, I think I'm in shape to run 34 minutes. So let's go for it. And I was aware that a bunch of the Inverness boys, so shout out to Mike O'Donnell, who used to run for Metro. He's now at Inverness. Mike's a top lad and he, he always comes down, which is great. Donnie McDonald was running. Good to see him. Good to Gordon see Donnie McDonald. Donnie McDonald had a good run. We had, um, Gordon Lennox was down. Sean Chalmers, of course, was down. We'll get to him. And I think that might be it. Was that the bunch, all of them? Anyway, so anyway, we lined up in the start line. I thought, hey, there's no way I'm going to win this for a start. I'm not even going to, you know, if I can beat one Inverness guy, that would be a result. But more importantly, I want to, I want to, um, I want to try and run sub 34. Anyway, the gun goes, and I real, and actually, you know, I felt terrible during the warm up. I warmed up though, rookie mistake. I was in my tracksuit bottoms and I had a hoodie on, totally overcooked warming up. Oh, you know when you've got your vest on underneath your, I had a hoodie and a t-shirt and my vest, so sweating like an absolute animal. 
My you vest must have been stinking when it came to the start. Well, my vest was soaked when we started, so that's a rookie mistake. And I remember once, a bit of advice I always adhere to at cross country is don't warm up in your vest because it's cold, it's winter, you'll get it wet. Put your vest on immediately before you go to run so that it's dry and you minimise oh, any okay. chill you that's get at the start pen, which I live by. Didn't listen to that, obviously, for a roadway. So anyway, put it on. Um, and But anyway, what I'm getting to is I felt terrible during the warm-up. Legs felt absolutely horrible. Went inside, put my vapor flies on. Like, yeah, that's right, my vapor flies. <laughs> I thought, what, which is my marathon shoes. The marathon shoes. I was just chat about racing flats. Oh, I feel the ground and all that. Why that, are you not wearing those? Good question. I just thought I'm, I had a good run on Baker in them, so I thought I'd put them on. Anyway, I actually felt great once I put them on. Did a couple of strides. Thought, you know, I yeah. feel okay now. So anyway, the, the gun goes, and I realised the Inverness, Inverness boys went out. So this is a Metro Aberdeen home race, right? Five Inverness lads go off at the front, and I thought, right, none of the we didn't. Cameron Strachan wasn't there, so you've got, we're, you know, you're not there. Who else wasn't there? Hamish is not there. Ben Ward's not there. We're short, we're short-handed. I thought someone's got to go out here, and right. we can't just let them run away with it. So I thought, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go out aggressive here. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go and try and mix it. So I went out, and I was a sergeant. You do know. No, I was just trying to stay. I was just trying to stay yeah. on the back of them. Aye, okay. And it lasted not that long, to be quite honest. But anyway, did, so I did went all out. The, just before you, sorry, button. Did all the boys have vapor flies? All the Vanessa boys. Uh, surely they haven't. They don't know anything about the vapor flies. <laughs> I don't think, they, I don't the, think... The, the Northerners, the Highlanders there. I'm not sure Nike. Did. I'm not sure Nike shipped in Vanessa, to be quite honest. I don't. I don't. It's it's classed as the Highlands and Islands, isn't it? The, it's an extra ten pounds exactly. postage. Yeah, they're not paying that. So, nah, nah. so I don't know what they were. Anyway, so I hung off the back of that group for a bit, and I realised, I realised quite quickly that I was running five twenty pace, which was too fast. I mean, five twenty eight is is a is a thirty four minute ten k. So I realised I knew I was going out too hard, but I thought, you know what, this is this is where you experiment. This is the type of night that you see what happens. So I thought I'm going to try and hold hold on to this. I went out, and they slowly pulled away. And I really, I sort of settled into like five twenty-five, five thirty pace. And but then I thought, okay, that after about a mile and a half, I thought that's fine because that's right. that is uh, still I'm still in, in shape for it. Our man Chris Richardson, Rico, he came past me, and uh, as did Jonathan um, Peebles, listener of the show, shout out Jonathan. Yeah. And then those two went off, and I thought, fine, I'll just try and I'll try and hold this pace as long as I can, going down the prom, turn, and maybe push on. And I could see two of the Inverness boys were 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 starting to fall off the back of their own wee pack. And I thought, right, see if, let's see how they go. Yeah. Pushed on. And actually, it was one of those weird nights that because the prom bends, it was an easterly wind, so it was really good conditions. But it meant the last bit of the prom, as it bent round towards the fitty and you're facing east, sorry, facing east, you've got the wind kind of coming at you. So there was only one little small bit of the course where you had a headwind right at the bottom. Anyway, because I could see Chris coming back towards me, I pushed on to catch up with him, which I caught him at the corner. And I thought, right, me and Chris, let's go. And I gave him a shout, and he, he was, Chris was on a bit of a rough patch. So I pushed on, and I could see Gordon Lennox up in front of me, and I, he was a fish that I knew I could catch. And Did I Gordon felt, go off like an absolute rocket? He went out pretty aggressively, he, yeah. He, like, likes he, went, to go out, he likes to be 200 metres ahead of the winner. Ah, he likes so, to go well, out. I think it's, unless he's the winner, that is. Well, so he went out hard. Anyway, I caught him after about four miles. And do you know what? I was pushing on, pushing on. And because I'd pushed on early on the race, and then at three miles when I went past Chris, I thought, right, let's go again. So I pushed another sort of surge, and I ran like it was like a 5.23, I think. So quicker than probably I should have done. Pushed on to try and pick up the pace. And as a result, Gordon came back to me quite quick. But then the problem is, I paid for all that effort, as you do in a 10K. And the last 
I got through about five miles, and in the last mile, I could just, you know that, everything starts to, not it's not marathon wheels falling off, but I could feel the legs just tiring, and I really couldn't press on, and it was just damage limitation, I was thinking, some, uh. I could, even you can hear breathing coming past me, and I was thinking, <laughs> someone's going to come past me here, and I've got nothing to respond to him, and I shouted, one of our club mates, Dave Jamison, who had a great run, he came past me, and I tried to hang on to Dave, but the, the legs were gone, and it was just damage limitation, anyway, I saw it in, so 34 10 or 34, 11, 12, I ran, and, you know, I'm actually, in hindsight, it's a good indicator, uh, but I was just a little bit disappointed that I didn't have any juice in the end, because at Baker, polar opposite, I was a wee bit conservative through the middle of the race at Baker, and mm-hmm. in the second, third, the last third, I had so much to push on, so, and it was a, and a wee bit different. So, what, what, one thing I'll say, Tom, is, so you're, you're a half marathon PB, 71, what is it, 71 minutes? 71.40. So seventy-one forty. So that when I think about that as a split, is that not like thirty-three twenty-six or something? Or yeah, 33? and and so, you're spot on, and that's my frustration. So if I talk about like takeaways from the race, a I'm I'm getting fed up of not running my ten k PB, and a lot of listeners will relate to this that when you've got a time a PB that you just think is outdated and soft and you can't touch it, and I've now I look back three years ago at the beach ten k, I ran thirty-four twenty-six. I didn't do it two years ago. Last year I ran it around 34.14. This year, 34.12. So history will show you I am improving, but at snail's pace. In that time, I've knocked 25 minutes off my marathon, I think. Or 20 minutes, 22 minutes off my marathon. 22 minutes off my marathon, because that year I ran 2.52. That's right. So, so I've knocked 22 minutes off my marathon, and I haven't touched my 10k. Okay, that's not true. I haven't touched my 10k at that particular race. My 10k PB is... 33.58 in Leeds. But I just think I'm getting quite frustrated. But I'm also getting quite fired up in the sense I'm thinking, I know I'm not doing 10k work. I know that. But equally, I wasn't doing 10k work when I was running my half PB. I'm absolutely sure I can run that sort of time. And I'm I'm going, you heard it here first, I'm going to run that time in the coming months. It's happening. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, you're, you, like, at the moment, your training's tailored towards hills and, you know, you're, naturally when you're doing a lot more hills i mean even think about robbie you know robbie when he's running fast he's on the road and he's on the flat sections okay he'll do a hill run here and there but when it comes to his summer season uh you know he's he's and he's doing some of the the bigger races like the zermatt marathon or the young frau he's not pissing around on the track doing 5k 10k work he's in the mountains you know doing all the hills and he he understands that um you're not going to be able to run a fast 10k. I, mean, I, I, can, he'll still I, be able to run a fast 10k. Um, yeah. So, so one of the things you're going to have to do is is to focus, and that's a bit like me. You know, we we talked about transitions fairly briefly last week, um, and you, you can come from you want to if any any listeners focusing on a race, think about as we mentioned before, what is your A race and what is your B race and what is your C race. If your A race is to run a marathon in the next 12 weeks, then don't piss around doing five, you know, you can do an element of 5k work. Don't piss around doing hills for the next 12 weeks. Focus on marathon specific training. Um, or if you want to do a mountain marathon, then don't piss around doing 5k park runs. Maybe here and there you might have to, but you really have to be doing lots of hills, lots of mountains and lots of elevation and things like that. So, um, so there's my little rant for you, Tom. I think you're right. It's but, I think it's, it's more of a, a training, uh, let's say, agony aunt to me, to you sort of thing. 
But you know what? So that so takeaway one is okay. I'm. It's a frustration in the sense that I'm kind of. I feel like it's deja vu every year, and I really want to push on, and I think I can push on. But I do. You're right. I do appreciate the the reasons. I'm not on the back of since. I'm not on the back of a big block. I'm kind of at the start of it. Takeaway number two is that is the shape I'm in. So I've run a I've run a 34:40 a Baker. Three weeks later, I've run a 34:12. So it is progress, but it is where I'm at. And you also did the Boston Marathon, and you never was. That was two weeks after Boston, wasn't it? True, Beach. true. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. But also, I ran a park run 16:45 last week, which is probably about the same. So I guess that is the shape I'm in, and I'm actually reasonably. I'm actually now reasonably comfortable with that because I ran 34.15 last year at the Beach 10K and I went on in the autumn to run a 2.30 marathon. So I'm 100% I'm happy that I can push on. I'm just frustrated that I'm not there yet. And that is that is fine. Um, and yeah, and then Play the last more life in the old dog yet, Tom. There is indeed. And the last takeaway is I need to trust the, the process. So I was looking at the looking at my training of the last sort of, uh, what's the, I guess six weeks. And actually the last this, if you include last week, I've been pretty consistent actually. So, if I go back, so last week seventy one point six miles. The week before seventy two point one. The week before seventy two point one. The week before sixty six point seven. And before that, it was sort of still Boston type time. So that's four weeks on the bounce. I've had good, I've had good consistent training. A couple of sessions on a long run, same mileage. And I've said that here on here before. Six weeks is what you. I honestly believe six weeks is what I need. So. Two more weeks, I think I'll be in much better shape. And do you know what's happening in two more weeks? Ben Rennes. Nope, that's in a month. In two weeks, I'm running the. <laughs> in two weeks, I'm running the Brian Goodwin 10k. Oh yeah, oh cheeky, cheeky, my right. there's, there's a PB. That's a, if you don't get a PB there, Tom. I don't know, but you need to. Nah, I don't, I don't want to put any pressure on you or anything. No, like I'm going to put pressure on myself. If I don't, yeah. if I, if I don't run a PB, I, I don't know what the forfeit is, maybe listeners can get in touch, seeing as Kyle's <laughs> never forced me to do the fancy dress one, and we've had not, some, not yet, we haven't, we, oh, not yet, we haven't some good actual suggestions, um, a few boys have emailed in, but we've not actioned it yet, but you honestly, there's no excuse for me, two more weeks of training, there's no more, there's, assuming the conditions are fine, there is absolutely no reason for me not to to run a PB in good, uh, Brian Goodwin, and it, it will not, it, the only reason it won't happen is if I cock it up, didn't cock up then. Exactly, and actually that was a good lesson there. As I said, I, I tried to met, to go out and put the put a metro vest amongst these Inverness lads and not to let them have their own way. In the end, that didn't work out so well. It was a uh, it made for a, a tough last mile. Well, but we just the last to, mile of the thing is always tough. Do you know what we need to do? What? Go to campus five k and show them a clean pair pair heels. Yes, All so our actually, metro boys. that's happening. I'm, are you coming? Yeah. When is it? Uh, I think it's like the twelfth of July. I'm signed up. I'm going up. I'm trying to organise a minibus for the Metro lads. We well, can come I mean, past Afford if you want. Debbie can go into labour at any, any point. So, oh, I, do, I don't really... She can I come. Don't, I don't I think... have got a good should... hospital in Inverness. Well, that's where I was born, so I suppose it would be <laughs> fairly, fairly apt to yeah. get the little spring chicken there born in Kyle's birthplace. Although where I was born in Rigmore is, is now knocked, knocked to the ground. So. Oh, dear. Um, but, hey, well, there's, there's an option there, I suppose. Um but I have to speak to the powers that be and see. Well, see, see. I'll let you off there. But anyway, so just to wrap up, that is my beach 10k. I'm I'm pretty nonchalant about it now. But I was afterwards. I was a wee bit. You know, the race race was the race. You know, there's a couple of guys I beat who I maybe shouldn't have beaten. There was a couple of guys who I beat who beat me who I would like to beat. That's all fine. I'm okay with that. But it's the time. I just I'm just a wee bit. 
irked by I, at the time I was a wee bit irked by that, but I'm okay now. So I'm just fired up now, which is good. It's where you want to be. And I finished the week in terms of my training. So I finished the week with a nice wee what was it, 18 mile around Scotty. So it was a that was a Robbie set after Kyle stood me up at the altar. <laughs> Did you have anyone else to go with? No, no. offence. Well, the problem is, the, the ha- other mates are either injured, uh, the boys I train with are either on holiday, injured, racing, and Rico was out wrecking the lag grew. So I was... Um, Why didn't you go out with Rico? He was all his missus. They were having a, a, a romantic weekend Cheeky away. For, third <laughs> meal, you know? <laughs> a pass on that. So... Anyway, but yeah, it was good. I took a Robbie. It was a Robbie Simpson uh, advice. He's he's a run he does out there, the Scotty Compass. The Scotty so Compass. There up, you go, folks. Up, you Check that Scully, out. Scotty. There's six sides on Scotty. Six trails up Scotty. So you go up one, down the next, up the next, up up down the next, up the next, and you can do all six. So I did that as part of an 18 miles. So I did 3,400 feet of elevation in that run. Oh, that's all right. Jeez, it's more than I did in the week. There's <laughs> me saying I did lots of elevation in the week, but. Oh, so well. I think anyway, so that's that was a good week, and I think that's a good transition actually to go into the. We can talk about the beach 10k results more generally. So the rate, as I mentioned, there was a bunch of, a bunch of Inverness know, lads rocked up. Well, you, you you keep you keep mentioning Inverness lads, and I think you named some of them, but you forgot to name good old John Newsom there. I did forget. To, sorry, John. Old, that's right. Sorry, John. Yeah. So John yeah. actually, so I the did, race. She, the race was won by Sean Chalmers in 31:22. Absolutely, I think it's a course record. It's a, it's not a course record, surely. Oh, no, sorry, no, it's not. No, it's not. The old boys yeah. have got 29 minutes. I think it's a, it's a record as the Beach 10K, the Metro Beach 10K. But you're, no, you're absolutely yeah. right, Kyle. Second place was our man. I say our man. He's not our man in any way. We just like talking about him because he's Donnie got, an, a, he's got an excellent name, Donnie McDonald, 32:40, uh, who was also first V40, and third place, whose name I forgot to mention. Scotland International John Newsom in 33:10, so that's pretty uh, pretty good to see those guys coming up. And I the don't women's... like it. Sorry, in, interrupt here. Now I, I'm mates with John, and I, I remember I went to Alaska with John and as a junior for the World Mountain Running Championships. Uh, and it was uh, who was in the team? It was John Newsom, Ian Donnan, uh, Scott Fraser was that name, and um, someone else, Graham B. Actually, it was Graham B. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I think Andrew Lemoncello was in the team and uh, Bobby Quinn and Graham Bartlett in the senior men's team. Angela Mudge, Tracy Brindley and uh, Lynn Wilson, they were in the senior women's. And that was the year Angela won the the World Mountain Running Championship, the World Mountain Running Championship. So I think she got the gold, actually. But anyway, one thing I was going to mention is, do you ever see the way John runs? His arms? He was, he was far too far in front of me for me. To oh, is he? I love the way his arms go. You know, usually elbows are tucked in. The way John runs, and I don't know if John listens. I haven't seen John for a while, actually. I'm, I'm good mates with him, but just I'm just staggered by the way he runs, the speed he can run at. You know, and he, John's been on the scene since he was like 10 or 12 years old, and I remember seeing him at the Run by Moral races when I was like 13 or something, and he was sitting in the bus, and we were all there. Uh, he, and I was like, hi, my name's Kyle, how you doing? And he told me who he was, and that, that was it. You know, that was... The friendship from there on in, Tom. Um, but I, anyway, I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I just, anyone who knows John, I just think the way he runs is, it's, it's, it's inspiring. But I just don't understand how his elbows go out so much, but he can run so fast. John, let us know. And I, you Get know, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm slagging, I'm not slagging you off, John. And I, you know, and I always, Tom, I, I, I say that you bounce a lot, but you know, I'm happy. 
if you want to take the piss out of me the way I run, that's fine. <laughs> I think I do like a, in my left hand. Uh, I, I stir my stir my hand. I stir with my okay. left hand. Like I'm mixing. I don't know. You, like you're, you're far too self-conscious about this. I've never noticed that. Anyway, just it's just an observation. I'm okay. not criticizing anyone. I'm just uh, observing that everyone runs differently, and uh, and there's not a right or wrong way there's of running. Not. But can uh, I get can I get back to results here? Yeah, that's great, interesting, but we I'm cut me off after the, the results. I'm just trying to make the podcast more interesting with uh, some stories rather than just listing results. Um, but to be honest, we shouldn't really get to the point because we did say an hour, so we've got like yeah, 15 exactly. minutes left. So, well, so wait, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the one who's under time pressure for my wife to go and uh, hang out with her for a bugger off to Central <laughs> there, Europe. There is that. This could be my last week as a as a single, well, not as a single dad. Single because dad. It makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, no, without a child crawling about, so I, I really have to make the most of uh, yeah. the next couple of days in case something. Hope God forsake it, it, You know, it's, it would be. Fairly early, if that's the case, because we're due in the late of July. So, um, uh, but anyway, so could happen, yeah, it could happen. There, there is that. So where were you? You were at the. Oh, well, I was almost there. Right? So yeah, Beach 10K. I'll finish it off. Nicola Gold, Metro Aberdeen for the win on the women's side, 38.03. Second place, also Metro Aberdeen, was Kerry Prize, 38.14. And third place, if I scroll on to page two, was. Apologies for the delay while I find the first F. Louise Cartmel, 40-54, Murray Roadrunner. So, well done to all those women. So, we also had the Fraserburgh 10K that was on in the Sunday. Um, so, we had Max Arvineffi from Fraserburgh Running Club, 34-19. Second place was our man Paul Knight from Metro Aberdeen, uh, 35-17. And we had third place again from Fraserburgh Running Club, 35-43, Jonathan Buchan. Mm. And then in the female side, we had we had Lisa Allen, for, again from Fraserburgh, who was also the first veteran. Second place was Jill Noble from Fraserburgh Run at 41-59. And finally, Shelley Duncan in third place from Peterhead Athletics Club in 42-40, so it was a bit of a, a local affair when it came to the Fraserburgh 10K, Tom. Have you ever done yeah. that race before? I haven't. I haven't. I've done the half, but never the never the, never the the 10K. Now, there's a fine spread of food when it comes to doing the Fraserburgh half. Now, I definitely, I, I'm, I know I've rambled on about the food that it's you get at the Fraserburgh half. The half. Now, I hope it's the same at the 10K, and if it is, please let us know, because we certainly will be there for next week. Uh, next yeah, year, sure. rather than not next week. Uh, big shout out to Carol Massey, who's a, a friend of the show, and Carol being the Fraserburgh Running Club chairman, I think she is. is she, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's got a lot to do with the organising of, of these races. Yeah, so uh, And they, they do a great job. They're both fantastic races. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's the Fraserburgh 10K. Uh, still keeping keeping in time with the, uh, what are we calling it? The northeast local. races, the local races. So I've, I've rambled on about the the strawberry fair uh, at Dunny so, Deer Inch. Well, so we well, had... well, since you were running, let me let me take care of that one. Save your blushes. So Kyle Gregg for the win, Metro Aberdeen, twenty eight forty eight. Second I'm, place. I'm so glad to get a mention on TRS. I feel so... <laughs> that's Second... the reason I did the race so that I could get a mention. And I noticed he was he was within a minute of the course record as well. Oh, was that, I, did, I didn't actually know what the course record was, so I could have. 27... I could have taken five minutes off that. 
Aye, Rob Sinclair. Yeah, Second place, exactly. Lee Platt, thirty thirty two, and third place, Andrew Simpson, Inch Trail Running Club, thirty one oh four. Female first female Sarah Milne, Metro Aberdeen in thirty six fifty one if you discount Debbie Gregg's fantastic run. Second place, Rachel Little, Inch Trail Running thirty seven ten, and in third place, Corey Black, Cosmic Hill Runners, forty one oh one. Wow. Well okay, right. Well let's move on to other races not in the northeast, but similar discipline. We had the the Deer Hill race. Have you ever done that one before, Tom? No, but you know this wish, this hit list I've got of races that I want to do, hill race I want to do. Ben Rennes is on the top, then it's the Ben Nevis Hill Race, then it's the Pentland Skyline, then it's this one. Well, okay, well this, I've actually, I'm, I, I have done this one, but I, I had a, I had a horrific run. I, I don't know what happened to me, but uh, I ended up just having a shite, a shite run uh, a couple of years ago. But um, anyway, the winner was Peter Mackey of Shettleston Harriers, first. 40, first veteran as well in 150.17. Ian Stewart of the Westerlands was uh, a few seconds behind, so it must have been a wee, a cheeky little tussle between uh, Ian and Peter there. Mm. Uh, Adam Anderson, oh, jeez, an M50 uh, of Hartfell Hill Running Club. It's in 152, so, yeah, pretty close in terms of the, the well, certainly the top two and the, the veterans doing pretty well in terms of the top top end of the field. And then we had first female was Catherine Evans of Keswick AC in 208. And second female was Alison Banford of Heart, Hartfell. It must be a local club uh, near Durst I would imagine. So she was the first veteran as well. And second veteran, third overall was Rosie Allen of, uh, again, Hartfell Hill Running Club as well. So there you go. We're cracking on with these results. I'm awful impressed. Now, this like is, uh, let's, go, let's go on to the, the race of, uh, the best race in the world. And I don't know why I keep saying that, but I think everyone harps on about how good the Strathairn Marathon is in terms of the event. And Have I think it's also, it? I haven't, but I think a lot of it's to do with the value for money. Um, you know, it's not a commercial race. It's a local marathon, probably a bit like the Glen Murray Marathon. You get a lot of bang for your buck. It's a local event, and uh, you know, it's it's just a nice, friendly atmosphere with people who just want to have a good race. Very fr- friendly environment. And uh, anyway, I'm rambling on again. So, who do we have in the, for the win, Tom? So the win was Metro Aberdeen's own Jason Kelly. Now, one thing I'm going to say. He also won the under sixteen category. <laughs> well, he, he, he's, he has got a, he has got one of those faces that we that we would all love to have in our ripe old age, Tom. Exactly. Um, you save your fortune in razors. Oh, would exactly, yeah. Uh, unless you bore your wife, that is. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, jo- I'm jo- I think Jason listens. I'm joking, Jason. It's a, uh, we're we're delighted for the delighted for Jason's win. And actually, I think that's well, what, what, Jason's first proper marathon debut as well, which is a, you know, to go. And looking at Strava and knowing Jason, that is a steady effort, you know. So that's a really that's a really impressive run. And I understand Jason is running the Lion Grew, so that's a very nice way to shape up for that at the end of the month. I, I, I would I would agree with that, Tom. Uh, I think it's a fairly hilly race. You know, it's not a fast marathon uh, by all means. It's more kind of undulating, and I think there's a big hill in the first half. But what I what I do notice, or what I kind of got gleaned from the results in uh, one of the reports was. I think he went off with the leaders and just kind of 
held his own for the first half and then pushed on in the second half of a, a nine-minute negative split, Tom. So there, there you go. Um, and to finish in 2.43. So I'd, I'd love to know what his last half of the race, uh, run was. But uh, one one thing I see, though, is he's running for Stonehaven Running Club there. So uh, I have no idea what that is. Is he... Uh, is somebody upset him in the metro contingency? Well, I noticed, I noticed he was, wasn't wearing either vest. He was wearing a plain white vest in the photos. And, he, and also, right, there. and also, Jason, if you're listening, rant, he obviously didn't listen to my rant a couple weeks ago. He had his number on his bloody shorts. Well, Get it on your vest, mate. You're not an ultra runner or a triathlete, <laughs> and you don't have a race vest on, so Maybe. your number goes on your chest or your belly, not on your, not on your shorts. Oh, mate. Well, maybe he was getting severe chaffage of the the number pins you know on your next to your nipples you know but i don't believe i don't know i don't believe that hang it low well, hang it below well, your belly button well jason you're, you're getting you're getting a you're getting compliments and you're getting a if you want to you're defend a, yourself you're getting, you know what he's getting he's getting a he's getting a, a telling off by his men's captain wear your wear your bloody metro vest and put your number in your chest mate I was getting a telling off for not paying my fees. Yeah, pay them as well. exactly. Yeah. Like, what are you wearing that top for? And it's not, it's not the New Balance top. It's a Ron Hill one. You need to get a new top as well. I should add, it wasn't me who told you off. It was the club chairman. <laughs> to be honest, my my metro vest isn't fitting me. Every time I run, you can see my belly. So I'm gonna have to get a bigger vest. I'm gonna have to go from from uh, small to medium in my my yeah. ripe old age again. So anyway, let's crack on, Tom. So second place was John Gibbs of Pennacook Harriers. No idea if that's actually his club, but uh, but he was second in 2.48. So uh, a few minutes back from Jason. And third place, unattached, funnily enough, is 2.49, uh, is Michael Lamb. Sign so, him up. Sign him up. So if you fancy running for Metro, speak to Tommy. He'll sort you out. Uh, right. So who was the first female? It was Jeanette. Janet Dixon. Jeanette. <laughs> she's, she's that also, is the, that's the easiest name you've failed to pronounce. It's it's li- listeners. It's right in front of him. J A N E T. I'm trying to crack Jeanette. on. I'm trying to crack on with with these results. I've got places to be and Go people to see. Uh, so I'm maybe not skimming through them as quick as I can. So she doesn't run for a club. So sign her up as well, Tom, will you? Uh, second female was. Uh, Katrina O'Donnell, no club. Uh, well done, Katrina. And 3.25 and uh, 3.29 was Gifnick North athlete, Christine Hawn. Hawken? Hawken? I have no idea. So that, that's that. That's your, uh, that's your, your results for, for this Very week. Very good. Tom. Moving uh, on, it was also the Rune the Toon 10K, which I believe is uh, a Kilmarnock race, actually. Is that right? It's, it's some fast times there, eh? Do you yeah. Want to, so do you want to tell it, us about them. So it was won by Cal McKenzie, Scotland International, and also Christophan AC runner in 30:58. So Callum squeaking below 31, which is which is good. I think Callum's PB is like 30:20, so it's a wee bit off his best. Um, but he looks like he, it looks like he had a bit of a race in his hands. Maybe Richard Mayer was second in 31:14, so only 16 seconds back. Richard I've never no disrespect. Have you heard of Richard Mayer before? I've seen I've seen him in results. I think we've talked about him on here. I've never seen him, you know, on a national scale, but certainly in results he features quite highly. Okay, well that's, that's maybe a name I haven't really come across mm. too often. So I don't know that's if that's a, a peak for him or if he's he's progressing in terms of the 
they run Britain rankings, who knows? Uh, <laughs> we need to do a bit of digging and find out more about yeah, him because obviously that's a good, good, good time. So fast and time. And then in third place was Stuart Gibson, Camus Lang Harriers, who we often see in results. So Stuart was thirty-one twenty-six. So really, I mean, really, of the ten Ks we've talked about so far, definitely the most competitive at the front end, and on the at the in the men's side anyway. On the moving on to the females, Elspeth Curran. Scottish 10-mile champion, Kilbarkin AAC athlete for the win in 34-18. Second place was Gemma Rankin, Kilbarkin AAC in 35-56. And in third place, Tony McIntosh, Air Seaforth, 36-50. That's some fast times for the male and the females. Uh, must be a, a, for good, good conditions and, um, uh, yeah, good good racing as well. Another shout-out to... Someone uh, who I, I know very well, and um, Dave Wallace, who he's been running really well. Uh, he's snuck under his PB as well, so well done, to Dave. I know he listens, so good big shout out to good. David. Well done, Dave. So yeah, good 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 work. Keep it up. Okay, cool. so that's yeah. um, so right. I think that that finishes us off with results. So let's go into some some uh, some news, will we? Yeah, so do you want to talk, as a, as the resident trail and GB ultra runner, do you want to kick off with the the news from the World Champs? I suppose I should. So this is the one I was selected as a reserve, but if, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, however way, however you want to look at it, um, I, I never got to go because everyone was injury-free. So well done to all the injury-free runners in the males teams. They had a great result. Um, they they the, the, you know, to start to start off with, we had uh, I think he's the world, fourth place last year in the World Trail Women Championships. He's uh, probably the most prolific obstacle course racer in the world, um, world obstacle course racing champion, whatever that means. Um, but uh, yeah, Jonathan Alvin. <laughs> I've got you. Dude, I've, jo- I've got so much respect for the result of the World Trail Champs. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can't believe that we're that that's being used in the same breath. Well, they they go, but I mean, he's you know, it just shows this guy can run, uh, you know, actual races that are you know mean a lot, a lot in yeah, terms absolutely. of training and, and their you know the rawness of the, what they are. Uh, so well done to Jonathan Alban, uh, smashed it really. I, I've tracked the whole race, and you know he was he was in the sort of top five for a few, you know, for the first sort of uh, ten to twenty k, and he, he came across and. He was he was in second and third place for a bit, and then he just slowly creeped himself up till he got to the the top, the last big climb, and just you know was rolled down the hill and and finished a good couple of minutes ahead of 90 seconds ahead of everyone else. So uh, and finished in 3:35, 34, over two minutes ahead of Francis Julian Rankin, and five seconds uh, behind that was the. Oh God, I can't remember the name. Uh, the guy's name, surname Matt Matty's from oh I don't know where he's from it could be Switzerland actually uh, yeah Switzerland so yeah well well done to Jonathan um, great result so also with that it uh, meant that Alban also led the men's team to an overall silver medal behind France uh, the remaining counters were Carl Bell uh, of Keswick Andy Davis who's also a Commonwealth Marathon runner um, and uh, yeah, finishing that in top 20, so 30, 13th and 16th place. We also had Andy Simmons, who's a UK but lives in France, uh, finishing in 33rd place. 
Seb Batchelor coming back from injury as well and getting getting in the team, uh, finishing off in 40th and 46th place. Uh, was 46th place was Ricky Lightfoot, so well done to Ricky as well um, to finish the silver medal medalists off there. So in the women's race, we had the world long distance men running champion and also uh, our Scottish runner Charlotte Morgan from Carnethy, who was the highest placed Brit. Uh, placing 13th in 4.26.43. We also had Georgia Tindley of HBT, another Scott, and uh, nice. Katie, uh, Katie Carr-Sebastian were the second and third finishers, finishing the, the for the British team in 25th and 32nd, respectively. And we then had uh, women, uh, not, uh, God, what was it, Spine, Spine Race Hero, the... Jasmine Paris of Carnethy in 4.46, Joe Meek in 56, and uh, also another Scott Merrill, Cooper, was also placed highly as well in uh, 91st position there, so she was a late replacement too, so well done to everyone racing that, so yeah, a bit guided to miss it, Tom, but to be honest, you know, I've managed to get myself into a decent shape for the Mozart, and uh it's always good to peek at something when you've got something else that you can you can uh, do in, in replacement of of that. Mm. So uh, yeah, there, there we go. That's my that's my my kind of conclusion about that. Fantastic. Well, well, well done, well done, we well done, John Alban, world champion, British world champion. Always pleased to see that. That's fantastic. So moving on to other news, we we talked about this last week. Well, we kind of speculated about this last week that it was the we had the Euro Mountain Championship. British trials last week, and that was uh, a race that was won by um, won by our man um, J- uh, Jacob Adkin, and uh, second place was Andy Douglas. And then we speculated that uh, potentially Sasha Chaplin, who was fourth, might be in for a shout. Third place at the trial, actually Seb uh, Batchelor, as you pointed out, he was running at the British for the British team at the World Ultra Champs there. So obviously. Um, yeah, a strong athlete. Anyway, so the team has been announced, as we hoped. Robbie Simpson's also been called up. So the team is Jacob Adkin, Robbie Simpson, and Andy Douglas all in there. So we've got three Scots in there alongside the... Uh, I'm not even sure who the fourth Brit is. For the... For the for Euro the, trial, the Euro cross. Ah, sorry, Euro cross, the Euro mountain champs. It would be the Sebastian, Sebastian Bachelor. He made it, did he, Sebastian Batchelor? Yep, okay. yep. So he was third in the race. So they obviously picked the top three, and uh, and Robbie as the, you know, the beg your pardon, he the is sort there, of yeah. not. I wouldn't say the wild card. I would, uh, you know, quite rightly, he's in perfect shape for uh, I mean, not at the trial. Th- that hill. He wasn't at the trial because he had a, a coaching course. So he was see, doing his yeah. bit for athletics. So what a week for Sebastian Batchelor actually running yeah, the yeah. champs and then getting a call up for that. So well done Jacob, Andy and Robbie. Great to see three Scots making up the four in the team. Junior women Pippa Carcass of Edinburgh AC has also been called up which is great as, had Lauren, as has Lauren Dixon of La Suede and uh, in the junior ranks i don't see any British i think that's all the scots there yeah. Names. yeah that's just the, no scottish name so anyway well done to that five who've made the the british team that is absolutely fantastic and we look forward to following their racing endeavors in the in the euro champs in a few weeks time absolutely tom so we also had uh international news again so ailish mccoggan so we've uh we've interviewed ailish i think it was one of the earlier episodes probably uh 30s, must have been maybe? the 
episode 30-ish, I think, um, just about her upcoming winter season and training and, uh, you know, her, her plans for the year, the, the forthcoming year. And now she's absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, so she's broken the Scottish record for the 5,000 metres. Uh, I think she broke it over a second in a race in Holland um, in 1447.94 uh, in Hengelo in Holland. So she finished in fifth place there. So that's lowered her national record uh, by, yeah, over a second, as I, as I mentioned. So well done to Ailish. Great result there. Um, there's also a number of other Scottish records during uh, in the last kind of few days. Now, I, I know we mentioned mainly, you know, some track events, field events. So there was a few field event records as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll mention them quickly, just out of interest, folks. Uh, so we had, uh, where are we? It was in the junior ranks in some of them. Um, so Kirsty Costello of Kilbarkin set a new hammer best of 64.20. So there you go. That's a fair, you know, for a 16-year-old to throw 64 metres of a hammer. Jeez, imagine That's watching crazy. that. God almighty. Um, Livingston athlete Isla Calvert uh, also broke the Scottish record, I think, um, for the 800 metres, Scottish schools, 800 metre title as well. 206 first 15 16 year old jeez oh that's, that's incredible. incredible um and then yeah that, that's that was a, a record so she did break that by half a second which is held uh by sarah kelly from 2009 uh, and then i think other than that there was one other one uh pole vault record by ruben nairn of githnick north ac uh cleared 4.6 meters for the under 17 men's record which was held by jacks thors so, there you go Oh, there was Fantastic. also another rec- record, a senior one it was. Uh, Heather Payton, British Women's League, uh, set a 100 metres record of 13.34, and that was set, previous best was Pat Rowe in 13.35. So, in fact, do you know what? That, that record stood for 36 years. Wow. So that's, uh, that's incredible. So, well done to Heather in that, that result. Fantastic. Well, that was a pretty long roundup of results, but there are there is a lot going on. There is, isn't so, there? Yeah. It's which is great. We said this before. It's amazing how June. I'm doing this week in week out and seeing the results. It's amazing how you realise that June is an absolute uh, hotbed of race results. There's so much going on. So that's the time to you know if you miss a if you've got even if you've got spring target races, have a think about getting June races in the go in the future because you can. It's a time of year where you really can just get out and race and maybe not worry so much about whether you're in your absolute peak shape or not. So moving on, we've got some running rants. We actually have a rant again, which is good. We've we've had a rant's top time. Now this rant comes from a listener who would like to remain anonymous, which is fine. And his it's rant a, it's is. It's a fairly uh, it's a fairly apt rant since uh, since I'm I'm actually on on taper. <laughs> exactly. So the so the rant is is titled Taper Rant, and the rant is. And using the the word of the rant is, I get the urge to kill every time someone mentions a taper. Tapers are fine. I get it following a structured program with some decent mileage. The taper is essential. But when they max out 25 to 30 miles per week, you don't need a feckin' taper for a diddy 10k that no one has ever heard of. Anonymous. (laughs) Is is this guy American? (laughs) He may well be. He's anonymous. (laughs) He's an anonymous American. So if anyone knows any Scottish runners who are American... (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it doesn't like tapers. <laughs> so what do you reckon, Kyle, to that? What's uh, your thought on that? Well, do you know what? I, I think it, I mean, I'm being the devil's advocate here. 
what happens if this runner does more than 10 minute miles for the so you're talking that's the equivalent of like a 50 60 mile week for some people perhaps so that so they might actually need need a good taper for in terms of duration of running uh, versus you know rather, rather than actual mileage then sometimes so what what I'm saying is sometimes you don't you want to take right Kyle Kyle think about your audience here <laughs> come on <laughs> look I'm just trying to I'm, if some of these people might actually taper for this so I'm trying to make them feel a little bit better I know what, I, I'm a positive guy Tom and I want to to try and cater for as many runners as we can but yeah okay right in my other with my other running head on yeah it's a bit ridiculous isn't it you know I mean I'm you know, if you, someone has been training 25 miles a week do you think they need a taper I would argue someone that's 60 miles a week doesn't need a taper for a 10k for a nah, 10k probably not I, I get the point a marathon you need to I think okay any race you're not going to do a session the night before you want to ease into it and, and be set up but I get the point if you're running 25 miles a week I think a taper is is nonsense. Just take the day the day a couple of days off beforehand. <laughs> That'll freshen you up. You're right. I mean, people. I mean, I'm 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 a bit. I, I don't I don't agree. I I don't think there's any any real um, need for a, a big long taper. I think people take the taper far too seriously, um, and and end up just getting freaking out over you know not basically taking ten days off or two weeks taper mode. But really. I mean, I, I, I would never want. What, 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 what's the definition of a taper, as well? What, what do you, what, what, what's, what would you define a taper as? Well, for me, a taper is, is a, is a stru- is a planned reduction in your training over a couple of weeks. Yeah, and is it a planned reduction in terms of what quantity or quality, and or uh, quantity? Intense? Exactly. So quantity, um, but how? What, what is that magic number? Yeah, all right. Here's a point. So if you're running 25 miles a week and you have you half your mileage, you're doing a 12 mile week, of which six is the, is the race. So that would mean you would do a mile a day in the build up to it. <laughs> <laughs> that that's just education, you know. Whoever is you, this, whoever this runner is, and I, you know what? And I'm not going to name him because I don't know who he is. So I I'm, don't, not gonna I don't him, I don't, I'm not going to name him. I'm not going to name him. But I've ever met him with a pat on the back. The ranter needs to educate the the um, this person who he's he's ranting about and say, look, you know what? look, mate, you know you don't need that. I mean, you're right. I've never heard of many people tapering for a whole week for a 10k. I mean, you, you settle down for the the kind of if a f- two or three days before you'll do like a a bit of a low key quality session on say if the race is on Sunday on Thursday you do a, a fairly okayish session maybe 20 minute tempo 10 by one minute fast 10k pace work uh, yeah. you know, one mile warm up two one two miles cool down and and you're ready to rock and roll with some strides at the end perhaps and and that's you know for me for a taper for a 10k for anyone maybe I'm wrong everyone's different but you're kind of talking you start eating easing off the gas maybe on Wednesday but you don't need a, a 10 day no. taper or a week taper you, but it's you, also you the use of the word yeah. exactly it's also if someone's running 25 miles a week and I've got nothing wrong with people running 25 miles a week that's absolutely fine but don't parade around saying I'm tapering no I mean you, you, you I, I don't, you don't really hear much much chat about people tapering for a, a short distance event, no. event or 10k half marathon yes for a, half, a marathon but also tapering 
is uh, for for marathons and ultras. I mean, you, for me now, I mean, I'm my race is on Saturday, so I'm thinking about hydration. I'm thinking about carboloading. You don't need to carboload and you can get away with not really being high. I say, in terms of hydration, you you're not having to think about that in the run up to the to the event because the amount of the, the toll that a marathon has on your body in, in an ultra, and also in combine that with racing it hard and and uh, conditions, hot conditions, cold conditions, you, you really have to think about that too. And I just heard Tom's got a cowbell ready, which is absolutely perfect because I'm. Um, my rant's my my rant's over for this, and I'm I'm done. <laughs> there you go. Oh, right, right. Anything you want to add then? No, I'm just worried your missus is going to kill me for holding you back. We need to let you go, mate. No, well, it is. It's an hour, isn't it? So, and a bit. Right. Anyway, thank you, to, thank you to the listeners who sent the rant in. We are delighted to get it. We've got one more thing in the bank. So, listeners, give us your rants. We're keen to hear them. And uh, and yeah, we'll 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 do our best efforts to read them out as we can. Right, we've got one one ninety seconds left, Tom. Right, before we go, some of the events races that are coming up in the next couple of few days. So we have the White Tops Hill Race. You mentioned that you were going to be I doing did. that. When You're is that? Is that this? When is it? Friday. Is it? Ooh. Yes. Get your finger out and get yourself over to Kirkton or Ochterhuis. Okay, let me think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you better make sure there's some places left for for the race. So that's this Friday, folks. We've got the tough mudder. This <laughs> joking, don't you? Don't guys. I hope you aren't going to that. Save your pennies. <laughs> yeah. It's like 140 pounds or something. Yeah. Spend it on something a bit more appropriate. Ultra Trail Scotland 45k uh, is this Saturday. Aaron, there's a half one as well. 26k. There's another rat race, whatever that is. Uh, Hell, oh God, India! What the hell's that doing on this website? <laughs> uh, Barhead Rainbow Run, the Runmore Half Marathon, uh, 10k and Fun Run, the Muckleton Half Marathon, and 10k Trail Run. We've got the the RHET Run, whatever that is, in Blair Drummond, the Seven Hills of Edinburgh Challenge. Oh, uh, classic, classic one there. Run Bankery 10k is on this Sunday as well, oh, folks. Of course, yeah. Don't know if there's any event uh, entries left. In I think fact, it's sold out. Sold, sold out, out, unfortunately. The Hoy Half Marathon, the Island of Hoy. That'll be an interesting place to go. Dr. Ron Hyde. That's a. I don't know what that, who that person is. Uh, thought it was Ron Hill there, but seven mile road race. No idea where that is. Race. We're not going to speak about the race for life, but maybe some people want to go to that. They in Dundee. There was one in Aberdeen last week, so. Glen Rothis Road Running Festivals this Sunday. Yeah, great Dick, race. Shetland Half Marathon, Port Glasgow 10k, Men's 10k, Heart of the Park Challenge in Braemar, Muckleton 5k Trail Run, Pretty Muddy Dundee 5k, Tuller 10k, and the list goes on and on and on, folks. So um, the, me, what a seconds are over, and that's the the Scottish Running Guide website, Scottish Athletics website. Have a look at the fixtures there as well, folks, mm-hmm. and you'll get a, a more um, Probably a, a more rounded, uh, uh, what am I saying? More rounded, line up of the results. Yeah. But so if you would like to get in touch with us to give us a rant or tell us about a race or feed us back anything, please do. You can email us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Our website is at www.tartanrunningshorts.com. Our Facebook is at tartanrunningshorts. And on Twitter, we're at, at tartanshorts. So before we go, Kyle. Good luck this weekend. You, it's a. I know this is not the main one, but it's one you're ready for, and I can't wait to see your result. 
Thank you very um, much, Tom. Yeah, and I know I'm I sp- the listeners are obviously all. I can only imagine how excited we've had a lot of feedback. The list, the feedback is that listeners enjoy hearing about the races once once we've done them. So I can't wait to hear the positive success story of how well this race is going to go, and it's going to go really well. I can feel it in my bones. Well, think about the positive, uh, me, me, the positivity I, I, I gave back from the Hardmuir 80 miler. There was hell of a lot of positivity exactly. that comes from that. So. Anything can happen, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm feeling good for it, and uh, looking forward to to hitting the hitting the the hills of of uh, the the hills are alive. It's the sound of music. That's where nice. it was filmed. We'll be running up and down. So it'll be. Are you going to sing and do like a sort of 360 spin as you run around? If I if I if I podium, I will do right. If I podium oh, in the yeah. race, I'll, I'll do that. But you heard if, that here first, listeners. Yeah, That's, I'll do we're a get, spin we'll get someone singing. out there to film it and you yeah. singing it. That will be comedy. There we go. Absolute comedy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I will. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll put a wee link to the to the live tracking so people can follow me and you can be there and spin it. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to giving my account of the race next week, folks. Excellent. Well, I've already got the app downloaded, so I think on Sunday I'm going to try and get a run out of the way sharp so I can get back and watch uh, and keep an eye on the tracker, see how you're getting on. Well, the race is on Saturday, so you'll be a day late. Is it? Oh, Saturday, blimey. Saturday, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, here we go. I've got the. I've got it all set. I'm signed up for live tracking. Excellent. Oh, there we go. First one to be signed up, eh? There's even a video on the app. You can is watch that? a wee... There's a wee video about the course. Oh, that's great. There you go. Give me a fly by the video. Anyway, so good luck. Keep keep us up to date with it, and uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing the. Hopefully, the listeners will have some good news to see about it on the TRS social media feeds. I hope there's some good news to to give you. <laughs> Not news, news. Okay, anyway, news. I'm slagging you off again. Right. Thanks very much, folks, and uh, catch up with you next week. See you next week. See you Bye. later.